Hey everybody, it's Tuesday, January 3rd, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, we're going to continue our in-depth look at the starting rotations in the minor league system, and today we're going to focus on Hickory, and we're going to marvel at that depth. Join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your only daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of Texans. Texans, yeah? So uh, my, name is Ke- my name is Kevin Frazier, a.k.a. your boy Kev, YBK. And uh, if you want to catch me on socials, you can get me at Kevin Lee Frazier, F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. Uh, and that's Twitter and Instagram. I do have a Facebook, but that's really not my bit. Uh, that actually I'm going to leave up to my co-host, and a man that has a head that really probably needs custom-made uh, baseball caps, but somehow I still manage to find them everywhere I go to fit his giant skull with a beard to match. The 300-pound manimal, a.k.a. Bull. Bull, how you doing today? And I know you're wearing a ball cap. What hat are you wearing today? I am wearing... The Texas Rangers 1995 All-Star Game tan and olive baseball cap today. It's the uh, back when they were they were just starting out with the red logos. Do you remember that when they went completely away from blue for a couple of years? Right. And didn't even look like the Rangers when they moved into the new when they I guess this would have been when they moved into the the uh the new old stadium right like when they yeah. left ranger stadium uh they're uh north of i30 yeah and moved south of i30 there to uh, the new ballpark in arlington which became ameriquest and i guess now it's choctaw stadium that uh that maybe maybe the xfl might own some of that with the uh, city of arlington now i'm not 100% sure but uh, um, that's the hat that I'm wearing today. It uh, it looks stunning on me. And if you want to know that hat size, that hat size is eight and one quarter. I told y'all. I told y'all. I am like Where, Barry brother. Bonds without steroids. <laughs> Where can they find you on the social media platforms? Well, I've been uh, hanging out on Twitter at Manimal Bull. I'm over on the Instagram at Manimal 300. I have a TikTok um, that basically is me posting pictures of Rangers logos slash Rangers players <laughs> and putting the podcast um, link over the top of it. So I think I'm doing that right. <laughs> and you know like i said yeah. you know like there's been plenty of times where i'm not making fun of this like it may be a bit <laughs> or whatever but i am not making fun of it i love facebook oh my god it's like it's like the 50th best thing about my day every day i love it and you can find me there at bull pro and you know the deal someday i'll take care of those friend requests some day you will man um well i mean you know really uh i really cut into winston santos time right there didn't i <laughs> you did 
did, but but uh, but it was oh so good. And this show today is actually brought to you by Texas Rough House Wrestling. Am I correct? Is that the yes, name of the organization? Um, yes, that's uh, that's one. Um, actually, today we are we are, the show is being brought to you by Matt War Pro Wrestling, which okay. will be at the Southside Preservation Hall on January thirteenth there in Fort Worth, uh, seven o'clock bell time. I will be part of a, a three-way dance with Angel Camacho, who weighs about 450 pounds, and uh, a, a special guest. I don't know wow. who it is yet. Well, that's exciting. Well, yeah, you guys go uh, and check out the show. Uh, if you want to check out more of Texas Roughhouse Wrestling, you can find them on Facebook in my career. Yes, at, at Texas, yeah, Texas Roughhouse Wrestling. That's where you'll find us. It's, I think it's just Texas Roughhouse. I don't, I don't need the wrestling on there. Once you get there, you'll know what it is. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, yeah, big heads up to that, and keep your eyes out for that on uh, Facebook. And if you're in the greater Fort Worth area, uh, go check out a show and go meet the manimal face to face. I'm sure he'll let you buy him a beer. Um, so today we are getting into, and I'm actually kind of pumped about this episode because this is where the real baseball nerd comes out and the real Texas Ranger nerd comes out as we get into the weeds and start talking about starting pitching at the Rangers, a, uh, what do you call it? High, a, uh, high, a hickory, the the crawdads of hickory. Yep. Yep. And we're going to talk some really, I mean, when we went over some of our notes for this, there was, I mean, there's some talent. There is something to talk yeah. about right They're now. They're like eight deep here at yeah. at uh, Hickory. And really, I mean, uh, they're going to have to make decisions on starting pitchers a lot earlier than I think they wanted to here. And, I mean, if they don't want to, they can always just leave a couple of kids back at Down East and wait for Ryan Garcia and Mitch Bratt and Emiliano Teoda and those guys to kind of work their way into double A in this next, you know, six, eight months. Of uh, you know about June or so, July All Star break time, something like that. You never know; you may see a bunch of guys go up. And uh, we were talking about it before the show. Um, Ryan Garcia may be a guy that I think that just maybe starts at Double A this year, um, but yeah. we'll we'll just see. I mean, he may stay back and and get a couple of innings. But I mean, well, hey, let's let's kick it off with Ryan Garcia. He's one of these guys that really jumps off the page. Uh, at you when you're kind of scrolling through the depth chart um a guy that and, and again i don't mean to steal your thunder here but i'll chime in just a little bit but a guy that really looks like the only thing that he needs is health because the guy is just tearing it up everywhere he, he pitches all he needs to do is look like he stay healthy yeah for example on my notes with ryan garcia i have a stud with four exclamation points um, as really basically almost all that I have written on there. Um, but he's a fastball slider, curveball, changeup guy. So he's a four pitch. He's definitely a rotation type of guy. I mean, uh, they're smallish, I guess, at six foot. But I mean, he's he's got bigger legs than a lot of the guys that um, that you see at the high A level. Just kind of looking at him and watching him pitch. Mm-hmm. He's got the big quads and. And looks like he generates a lot of, a lot of his power through his legs. Um, but last year, I mean, he was he was really good. Uh, at, 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 he wasn't he wasn't uh, 
a full season, but, you know, he's coming off of several arm injuries. He hasn't really been healthy the whole time that he's been here. Um, but, uh, you know, after the uh, after the COVID shortened season, he, he had, uh, I want to say Tommy John. I'm almost positive it was Tommy John. Um, but it might have been a shoulder injury. I'm not 100% sure. You know, the one thing with fan graphs is you get a lot of the stats and stuff, but you don't get a lot of the history on arms and stuff like that. And I think, uh, you know, I, I got to do some more some more looking into him. But he's one of those guys. I mean, he had uh, in, in his 46 innings of work last year, um, 59 strikeouts, and uh, he had an ERA at 231 and 12 starts and – you know, I, he didn't pitch super deep into games, and I think really the only thing he needs is innings, and he needs them. Yep. You know, at the and I think he really needs them more at the quality of um, performer that he is instead of instead of uh, the uh, where he's at right now. So I I, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if he's one of those guys that he may be he might be up on the uh, the double A roster right out the, right out of the sheets, and yeah, I wouldn't and, be and shocked just... by that. Two cents on him just before we move on. Just a name. Guys, if you remember, I, I want to say this is one of the names you need to remember uh, from this show. If this guy can stay healthy, he is going to be something special. And only 17 walks in, in 46 innings, and the guy has only given up three home runs in his entire professional career over 60-plus innings. And, and one other got something. One other thing with him, too, is um, a lot of guys, when they jump levels – that you see the walk percentage go way up. And you didn't see that with him because a lot of these guys on this uh, that we'll talk about today, you'll they their walk level when they jumped from uh, down east to Hickory, their walk levels went up or their walk percentages went up and their walks per nine, you know, almost doubled. But his did not. I mean, it went up a half a percentage point, but I think that would probably even out even as the season goes on. Like, I mean, if okay. he'd had more innings at, uh, at high A last year, then I think that would have evened out. And I think, I mean, like I said, I think he may be one of those guys that ends up just moving up with more the guys his age and than the class because I think he's going to be uh, even advanced at Hickory this year. Well, and another guy that's probably in that same category, I think there's probably two guys in that category, Dane Acker, another guy that made, your, that made our top 20 um, – prospects big lefty probably got no no he's a he's a righty mitch brad is the lefty. Oh, right he is a righty i'm sorry I'm yeah sorry. acker is righty. the righty and yeah but those guys are i mean we're going to talk to him uh, talk about him right here back to back another yeah. fastball slider curveball changeup guy um you know as as soon as he develops his uh um command he's going to be he's going to be something special i like him i think he's one of their yeah. uh i think he's one of their better um, starting pitchers in the um, in the in the minor leagues, and like we were saying, you know, he's going to be 24 coming in next year, so he may not be at high A very long. He may work his way right into uh, right into the double uh, A level because he was able to get himself a couple of starts there last year, a couple of starts on the complex. So I think they'll probably want to see him at, at Hickory this year. And if he's, and if he's pitching above the level, he'll definitely move up. But again, if he's not, you know, he, he may stay around for a little while and not get moved up till the end of the year, but I don't see that happening. I think he's going to, uh, he's going to come into his own this year, finally healthy and, uh, you know, start moving moving up the uh, the farm. 
Yeah, and and he came over with the Lance in the Lance Lynn trade. Am I right? No, no, no. He came over in the Jonah Heim, Elvis Andrews, Chris Davis. Uh, he came from Oakland. He came yeah, from he Oakland. was an okay, Oakland okay. guy. Yeah, he was. They okay. drafted him uh, in the fourth round, so he's one of those guys. He was in that twenty twenty draft. So you know, if he, he, you really liked the guy if you drafted him that year. Because right. there were a and lot then, of guys that, because there was only five rounds in the draft that year. And I mean, some of the guys that we'll talk about today probably were, I think they were uh, free agents in that draft. And they're pretty good players, too. So, and one more just quick note definitely uh, has similar kind of experience as um, uh, Garcia uh, in terms of just um, his injury history. But like you kind of said, and one thing that makes me really excited um, about um, Garcia is that, you know, Acker doesn't seem to have as good a control uh, as Garcia. And, and, and he got knocked around a little bit last year at the uh, high A ball and, and struggled a little bit with his control. And I think if he gets that down, I think you're going to see him kind of blast up uh, the rankings and, and be a high, uh, high level uh, prospect real fast. Yeah, and I think you will. I think again, like that's a, such a small sample size of his yeah. high A stuff last year. So um, we'll get a we'll get a real sample size of what Dane Acker is this year. And uh, you know, we're going to need to know because he'll be he'll be Rule Five eligible at the end of the year. This is going to yeah. be one of those. The Rangers are going to end up being one of those teams that every year you're going to have to worry about guys on who you're going to put onto your forty man and who you can't lose and who you you know need to move off of and you know who you're going to allow to. To get, well, and uh, I think, you know, I, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the Rangers are going veteran heavy this year with the anticipation that that top end, the top end of their double A, triple A will start to clear out over the next couple of years, which will make room for these guys uh, to to start moving up on the on the list as well. And and like we were saying off air, I, I'm 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 all about just throwing them out there and see uh, better, better that than just let them go. Um, and seeing what they've got, and if they don't got it, then maybe you do look at, uh, you know, trading them for a lighter, less assets, uh, just to get something back for them. But let's talk about someone that, uh, uh, the lefty that I was trying to talk about earlier. Another guy that I'm pretty pumped about, fifth round draft pick, um, in 2021, Mitch Bratt, uh, left hander, 19 years old, a lot of room to grow, and this guy didn't have any trouble with durability. Uh, it looks like last year in 2022 with none, yeah, 80 none. innings, yeah, 80 innings. Didn't walk really anybody too much. Uh, he pitches like he did last year. I mean, the rest of the way through the farm system, he's going to be in the big leagues in two years. I mean, that's just the way it is. And and on top of that, he's a he's a lefty that mm-hmm. uh, you know he's going and like we talked about, right? He's going to be this is going to be his 19 season. So it's not like he's one of those guys that you know. I mean. He's 19 now, but he'll be 20 during the season. Like, he'll be 20 during the season, but it'll still be his 19 season. And, you know, he's one of those guys, uh, you know, they've, they've been finding good guys in the draft that, that are kind of developing uh, in their in their system pretty well. And he's another one of those fastball slider, curveball changeup. And as he develops command and he develops, you know, the, all four of those pitches, he's going to be really dangerous. And I imagine he'll he'll move right through hickory this year and he'll be ready to be in frisco by either the end of the year or right there at the uh, beginning of the year next year 
So I think he's he's just one. I got him on my list to watch. I think he's one of the uh, um, one of those better below that because when you got five or six pitchers in your top ten, and half of those guys are in the in the MLB prospect top ten, you know you're not thinking a lot about Mitch Bratt, Dane Acker, um, Emiliano Toyota, but those guys are on their way, and I think as they get higher into the uh, into the farm system and continue to um, really uh, excel, they're going to move up those roster or, or they're going to move up those prospect lists. And I wouldn't be shocked if uh, Mitch Bratt was on the top the the plus side of 10 next year at this time. Right. Right. And, and uh, you know, again, just what, what a, a guy has a lot of pitches. He looks like one that's not just a, a fastball kind of guy. He definitely looks like a, uh, Someone that's got a little bit more. He's got a little bit more. He has uh, an arsenal, and and he throws yeah. them all pretty well. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to get myself back to where I was on Fangraph. Somehow I somehow I uh, delved off into to no man's land. So why don't you lead us on into our next prospect? Okay, so uh, the next one that we're going to talk about is uh, Winston Santos. Winston Santos is uh, a Dominican kid that came over that played the summer league there. Um, and last year was his first year in a ball. He had pitched at the complex a little bit um, at, I don't know what year that would have been 2021, I guess. Um, 2021, he pitched at the, at the complex after being brought over from the Dominican summer league and ended up, uh, you know, getting himself uh, into 10 games and throwing 30 innings. But last year, I mean, he really uh, solidified himself in the rotation for down East and I mean, he threw 108 innings for him. Uh, he, he was a uh, you know, nine Ks per inning, but remember, we just two two and a half walks per inning. And Man. again, another one of those guys that he doesn't strike a ton of guys out, but also I think it also might be just kind of the fact that he's 20 years old. He weighs 160 pounds right now. So if you get him, uh, you know, you get him on that on that uh, program with the rest of those, with the, with the guys in, in down East and, and Hickory, he's going to start putting some weight on and he's just going to start developing. I think those strikeout percentages will go up, but he's definitely a guy. I mean, he's around that 350 ERA that you want to see guys stay at. And, and uh, you know, he strikes a lot of guys out and I mean, you know, 108 strikeouts and 108 innings for a guy that's 20 years old. The, you know, that's pretty good, even though, you know, your strikeout for nine isn't as high as some of these other guys we'll talk about. Um, yeah. But, you know, he's the, he's the one of the guys that did it for a whole season. Him and Mitch Bratt kind of had, if in my mm-hmm. opinion, two of the better years last year. And he's also he's just he's a fastball slider changeup. He doesn't throw the curveball. But, um, you know, I think in the next couple of years, he'll he'll start moving up. And I wouldn't be shocked if you start seeing him on top 30 list this year. And probably he'll probably maybe at, at the in the middle of the season when we're talking about prospects, depending on how many guys, you know, move up and move off the prospect list. He may end up on that top 20 in ours as well. OK. And, and you know, there's nothing wrong. Just my two cents. There's nothing wrong with a guy who's not striking out the world, but who's reliable, who can stay around the strike zone. Looks like he has a pretty good ground ball percentage. He knows how to get guys out. Yeah, Definitely I think I, nothing yeah. wrong with those guys. 
I think I had his ground ball percentage. Was it like fifty-two or something like that? I think it's. I think it's forty-two. If I'm. If oh, I'm okay. Remembering um, no forty. Yeah, forty. Forty-four. Forty-four. Uh, okay. Is that forty? Which is not bad at all. Yeah, which is you know almost uh, one and a, one and a quarter to one on ground ball, fastball, or fly ball. So you know, I, I mean, there's a lot of upside for this kid, and, and you know, I mean, even even though his like we said his strikeout percentage was right around nine this year, that's still three and a half strikeouts to walks. Yeah, yeah and that, you, you know, that's you a good you percentage. Can't be mad about a guy who can be who can pitch with some control and who can find a strikeout. Yeah, and, and, and keeps himself, out. you know, the one point one zero WHIP. Um, his bat, the batting average with balls in play was uh, two seventy nine. And, uh, you know, he strands a lot of runners, too. So he's one of those guys that uh, I think as he develops and as he moves up the system, I think we'll get a better read on what he is this year in Hickory. Uh, we will get Hickory. a read. Yeah. We will get read. a read. Get a read. So I think the next guy we're going to talk about, I think you're, you kind of have a little tinge of excitement. in your... And I have Miliano Teodo. Yeah, I have, like, of, of the guys that I have stuff written down for, he's the guy that I have the most stuff written down about. The one thing that I have that I think that I highlight the most is that um, he's a two-pitch pitcher that needs to develop a third pitch if he wants to stick in the rotation. Okay. Um, man, but he's going to be a big league pitcher fastball. whether he sticks. Yeah, whether he sticks in the uh, rotation or not. I mean, there's three pluses when you talk about his fastball. There's not the uh, standard two-plus or one-plus. There's three pluses when you talk about his fastball. And he's got a, a plus curveball, too. And um, uh, I think he struck out 12% last year. Um, and, and he he has a 70% ground ball rating. And uh, um, the balls in play batting average for against him is uh, 246 to go on top of a 169 opponent batting average. So 1.13 uh, whip, and he strands 70% of the base runners that he gets on. So it just – there's a lot to like about – him i mean even even if he makes it to the big leagues as a, a relief pitcher he kind of reminds me a little bit of like uh an emmanuel clase okay. uh, it's got a plus 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 fastball and then a, a pretty good curve and can get guys out and, and doesn't need doesn't need a third pitch to be successful in the big leagues and i mean when you, you look at his stats, I mean, he's just one of those yeah. guys that he's got yeah. a little bit of everything that you want. And, and on top of that, you know, like it at, uh, at 21, he's 165 pounds throwing 102. <laughs> you know, so well, I, mean, and, and I like how up. the Rangers have, uh, I like how the Rangers have, you know, have also used him. Uh, looks like out of the pen a little bit. He's, he, you know, hasn't all, he's, he started 17 uh, games last year, but, has well, pitched and, in almost you know, 41 games total. And so, remember, remember, too, that all these guys that are on this list that we're talking about today were all at the same level he was last year. So trying to find spots for him in the rotation are hard when you've got yeah. Brat Santos, uh, Acker, <laughs> Ryan Garcia, Gavin Collier, some of these guys ahead of him, Josh Steven, too. I mean, but not to say that those are better pitchers than him, but – I mean, uh, you know, trying to find starts for all those guys. I think all those guys pretty much had some relief appearances or most of them if they didn't make all their starts. Yeah. Well, and, and man, like, come on, it's the major leagues. You need relievers. You need closers. 
You need setup guys. Those guys are just as important. We saw that. We've seen that year in and year out with teams that win championships that, you know, you got to have a good bullpen. Not every one of these guys are going to be starters. And, hey, I, don't, I just want to see Teoto. I just want to see the guy pitch. So I am stoked about whenever I get a chance to see that guy live because he sounds yeah. like he's electric. And and he may be one of those guys that we might get to see at Frisco this year. Let's go. You know, if uh, if everything works out right for him. But I think they're going to slow roll him and try and, and try and develop him because he's not you – know, he's still got this next year of – of you know i think he'll maybe speed up next year when he goes from uh double a and he may fly through the texas league if he's starting to get ready and especially if he's more like 6'1 195 or 200 you know i think that that'll start happening because he's 21 years old so he's going to start developing and starting to and, and we'll just find out if he takes the uh, other part of the game as serious as he does about, uh, you know, arm whip. <laughs> right. Right. Well, Hey, so we've, we've covered a lot of really good pitchers up to this point. Why don't we, we've gotten hacker, hacker, Acker, Santos, Brad, Tioto. We've talked about Garcia. Why don't we kind of rapid fire here uh, and roll downhill uh, and just give me some, give me some tidbits about the rest of these guys. Um, and if I have any questions, uh, I'll okay. chime in. Just questions that you think the everyday guy might want to ask, or you know, your casual fan. But uh, there's some other good names on here. But if we talked about them all in depth, you know, we'd be here. Yeah, yeah, to, no, to we're five more shows. So. We need to, yeah, probably get this thing over in the next ten minutes. So, yeah, let's uh, rapid fire some of the rest of these guys and what you're excited. It hit about me with them. with them. I got a little bit about uh, everybody. Okay, so so it looks like. Uh, Josh Steven, undrafted free agent in 20, though that doesn't mean anything because there's only yeah, five he, rounds uh, that year. Probably would have been their sixth round pick or whatever the case may be, sixth or seventh round pick. But um, whatever they offered him was enough to get him away from a, a commit and get him to the uh, get him into their farm system. Um, yeah, he was his strikeout percentage or his strikeout for nine. He was one of those guys where it didn't go down whenever he jumped from down east to Hickory last year. But remember, I was talking about walk percentages going up yeah, with guys. Double. He was one of those guys that his walk percentage almost doubled or maybe did double. But he yeah. did have 115 strikeouts and 103 innings pitched overall last year. And, yeah. I mean, his ERA was somewhere around three, three and a half, 330, 335, something like that. So, I mean, you know, a 110 whip at uh a and then it went up to 1.20 and double a um and his uh, uh you know like i said his walk percentage went up a lot uh, i think it ended up being something like uh 14% at at high a and another thing about him he's a he's a fastball slider curveball pitcher and he's also a local kid a south grand prairie high school kid so he okay. went to he went to south grand prairie so they've probably seen him a lot um, actually, a guy I used to play softball with, he uh, coaches South Grand Prairie now. So I'm sure he had, he'd have some uh, some better intel on him. But, uh, you know, there, uh, he seems to be a guy that I think he's going to uh, – he's going to figure it out and, yeah. and be a, a, a rotation piece somewhere. It may not be here. It may not be right now. Or, I mean, if, if nothing else, uh, I mean, a, a piece in a, in a rotation. Gotcha. Well – a, a solid name. Uh, sounds like a solid player. And again, it's wild that guys. 
And then mm, Mike, yeah, and he's right also now, he's a wild that they're not, you know. He's a, a 52% ground ball guy too. Wow. Well, let's jump into Gavin Collier. You brought you mentioned him earlier. Another guy with a lot of durability, strikes guys out, but looks like maybe he had the same problem uh, as he moved up. Maybe his walks has trouble finding the strike zone a little bit. Yeah, it was a little bit different. And again, though, when you look at Collier, I think he only threw one game at uh yeah, um, yeah so I don't I didn't even on my on my report that I did for him I didn't even really put in his uh high A numbers last year I just kind of left it at that 25% strikeout percentage in in low A and yeah. uh you know still pretty high 9.3% walk percentage yeah. he's a fastball slider changeup guy um you know the 10 to three on that, on that, uh, well, walk percentage, strikeout percentage or uh, walks in, uh, let's see. I think that was his 10.3 on his strikeouts per 10 per nine. And he had 110 strikeouts in 101 innings. So they've got a lot of guys that uh, strike dudes out. And uh, I mean, I think he's one of those guys that as he gets, as he goes up, like he'll he'll get his numbers on that walk percentage down, and he'll get the he'll get those strikeout numbers up. I think he's going yeah. to be a pretty big strikeout guy for him in the future. And, uh, and again, I mean, you know, he's he's one of those guys that you know he's twenty one and he's six foot one and one hundred and sixty five pounds, so he's got a lot of filling out to do. And he's going to get. I think he's going to get bigger, stronger, faster. All those things that that you need from a guy. And I mean, he's going to be 22 this year. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll just kind of see how he goes. I think he's a uh, um, rule five at the end of the year. So you got to yeah. you know make a decision on him and uh, you know, he's a 12th round draft pick. So, you know, who knows what will happen, but I don't think he, I don't think he'll go on the 40 man, but I also don't think that he's going to go get, you know, someone's going to take a chance on him either. Well, he won't be pick- ready after this year. Let's pick one more of these guys to talk about. And then um, as we kind of talk a little bit about the, uh, you know, uh, I think it's down, down East. Uh, yes. Down East. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit of down East and we'll, we'll maybe touch on some of these other guys, but let's talk about like, give me out of these four let's guys. Let's do, let's do uh, the best name on the, on the rotation oh. or on the staff. Let's do Larson Kindreich. Kindreich. Okay. Yeah, that's a good Let's name. It's a good, a good German name. name. Yeah, <laughs> strong German. Strong name. German name. Oh, um, he's a, <laughs> he was a t- 2021 draft pick. So I mean, he's he's. Uh, <laughs> I'm still laughing, dude. He, he goes, you gotta let me breathe. On this. <laughs> strong, strong. Yes. Oh, I I don't know if he was. Uh, you know what? I mean, these kids are so young now that I don't even know if they know what East and West Germany are. You know. <laughs> oh my god! But okay. he's a couple years away from the dra- the Rule Five. I like him. I think he just needs innings and needs starts, and he needs to be pitching in his uh, more with his quality of uh, or his age group. Because, you know, like I said, he's 23. He's going to be 24 when the C or he's going to be 24 at this point. This is going to be his 24th season. So he's going to, he just needs to pitch. I think he needs to, you know, at least throw 100, 110 innings at, at A. And if, I mean, if he's going, just move him, you know, keep him going up the, 
keep him going up the line, but I just want to see him pitch. That's what that's my scout. Like that's what I have. Yeah. He needs innings and starts. He needs to pitch because he's a 12, 12 strikeout a per nine guy. And let's see if he can keep doing that at Hickory and even further up. And he may end up just because he's a he's a left handed pitcher. I mean, yeah. but he's six four two ten already. You know, so like he may end up being one of those guys that uh, he succeeds out of the, out of these guys, just because of the durability that he, that he may have just because okay. of the, the size and the strength and, and all of that stuff. And he's built more like a starting pitcher than a lot of the guys in their farm system. Awesome. Well, we will keep Larson Kindreich on the, on our radar. Oh, oh and, you didn't uh, have to like <laughs> mind confit up there, bro. Oh, wait, 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 wait. let's, let's bet. Let's edit that off the. Uh, There's off not, the a <laughs> not a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. That stays. What a lot of a lot better of a mood, um, tonight. Uh, obviously last night we were pretty down, and we still uh, want to extend our thoughts, prayers, all of the above to Demar Hamlin, uh, and you know really the whole, the whole team and maybe really the everybody. Buffalo scene, you know, because that's a yeah, just, that's a tight. They they care about. I mean, a couple of years ago, I think if you were, I don't know if you remember this when they made the playoffs and uh, Andy Dalton of the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, he uh, he uh, um, led a comeback that got the Bills into the playoffs and uh, um, the the whole city of Buffalo dedicate or, or donated money to um, Andy He's Dalton. Like so it was like, like uh, when it happened in Cincinnati yesterday, you knew that the Cincinnati fans were going to be totally there for the Bills fans, and it couldn't have happened in a better place. Uh, the most unfortunate thing about the whole thing is that, I mean, that we've got guys on Twitter and, and uh, you know, in, in social media talking about, well, this game's too important. And, and I mean, we cannot devalue a, a human life more than a, a, right. a game. And, and yeah. for anybody that thinks that they should be playing football today because they didn't get it in last night. I mean, I, no, I don't want to be what? involved with those a, kind of people. Right. Well, and I also heard, and, and again, this is not a show about this type of stuff. And if you don't want to hear it, you can always turn us off and listen to us next time. But I will say this. Uh, I heard someone on uh, one of the guys on the locked on Cowboys podcast, a uh, free plug for Marcus again uh but they were just saying you know it I wouldn't even be mad if they canceled the whole week and you know just just wipe the week off and start over next week and uh maybe move the maybe move the you know just the i mean they've played the enough games we know we know who yeah. we know who the playoff teams are right we and know just, i mean they've played enough games like yeah, pick it up it in the playoffs show 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 the show the people that you know that we care you know i think it's a better move uh, then, then it would be to to try to pretend like uh, we, you know, it's not going on. So that's Absolutely. our probably our two cents. Yeah, and I don't want to get too political onto what all of that stuff. I mean, you know, uh, uh, I don't want to do that. I, I will say that that was a that was awful on the NFL's part to say, hey, you guys get five minutes and let's start again. Yeah, yeah, bad move. I think yeah. they know it. I think we all know it. And uh, hopefully, they make a, a better call going forward this week. So I hope uh, so. Well. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, once again, thanks to our sponsor, uh, Texas Roughhouse Wrestling, uh, or just Texas Roughhouse. Be sure to check them out uh, January 13th. Uh, we'll give you more information as we go along because we'll be plugging that show 
uh, all the way up to uh, to the date of the show. And uh, honestly, uh, that's all I got. That's all we got today, Bull. You got anything else for the people? No, just uh, we'll we'll keep going on these these uh, starting pitchers tomorrow because there's just so much depth at at uh, starting pitching for the Rangers, and, and that's that's not something we've said in the past years. So let's see how some of this pans out, and maybe get a little scouting report on everybody. About it, a lot to be excited about. Thanks everybody for listening in. This is Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your only daily Texas Rangers podcast by Texans. And we are signing out.